Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Oh, Captain, my Captain. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. Let's get nuts. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. I'll have what she's having. You have chosen wisely. It reminds us all that once was good. And it could be again. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. Okay, all right, is this recording? Is this recording? Okay. I am John Reed, and these are my friends, Bo, Esquire, and Pat, Theodore Logan, and we are the 30-something movie podcast... That's right, you're listening to the 30-something movie podcast, and this time around we are talking about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, it is episode number 272. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure finally made it to this one. We've been using um, the Be Excellent to Each Other as part of our tagline on the podcast for years. Um, waiting to get to this movie, one of our favorites from the 80s as we round out the 80s here. Um, so we're excited to get to this one. We're going to jump on in here in just a minute. Very quickly, a couple of updates. Um, our Typical little spiel here, too. We do spoil the movies that we talk about, so just be aware of that as we are talking about movies. We will spoil them, so you are forewarned. Um, iTunes reviews. If you have not left us an iTunes review, please do that. It really helps out the show. Um, we would really, really appreciate that. Uh, I actually have an iTunes review. I'm going to read to you in just a moment, and that is awesome that we get those. And then also please visit our website. 30podcast.com is our website. That is a great way to find... All of our episodes, links to other uh, material that we've got uh, on the interwebs, and great ways to find the voicemail line so you can call into the show, all that fun stuff. Uh, that is on 30podcast.com. So as I said, I have a review that came from iTunes that I wanted to read really quickly, and um, this was sent in from a listener. At first I was like, I'm not sure who... Um, I don't know who wrote this in. I, I have the name of the person on the review, but I didn't recognize the name. So I'm like, um, okay, I, I don't know who that is, but that's really, really awesome that somebody left us a review. And then come to find out it is uh, one of our friends of the show that has been listening for quite a while. Thanksgiving coming up in school, everything else, it's it's been kind of crazy for our schedule. So we had to record a whole bunch ahead of time. And uh, we're just now getting to this one. It was sent in on November 16th by Tristan Martin, so at Tristan Martin on Twitter. Thank you so much, Tristan, for uh, I know you're uh, part of our, I think you're part of our Oklahoma contingent uh, that is uh, uh, follows pretty closely on Twitter and listens to our episodes and uh, we interact a lot on there. So thank you so much, brother, for uh, sending that in. Uh, was a little confused at first because you did say that you left uh, a review and it's under your wife's name because uh, you share an account. So uh, totally fine. I just saw it at first. I was like, I don't know who that is, but okay, cool. That's that's awesome. Um, 
Basically, Tristan says uh, it's a five-star review, and the title is Just a Lot of Fun. Tristan says, I started listening about a year ago, and this podcast quickly became my favorite show. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and this one is my favorite. It hits the 80s and 90s nostalgia I love. It also makes me rethink my favorites while introducing movies I missed. The guys don't take themselves too seriously. This is a group of friends who have fun reviewing movies. The listener quickly finds him or herself becoming a member of the gang. We hope so. That's... We just started this because we love sitting around talking about movies, so we said, hey, let's just record it, and whoever wants to virtually come sit with us and talk about movies and listen to us talk about movies, um, we'll get in on the conversation somehow with voicemails and Twitter and Facebook and all that other stuff, but uh, yeah, that, that's kind of the whole point of our podcast is we love movies and we just want to talk with other people that love movies. So I'm, I'm so excited that you guys are listening. Uh, Tristan, thank you so much for the lovely review. Um, really appreciate it. That just, that, that means a lot to hear from the folks that have been listening and, and that you're enjoying the show. Um, because we are, we are small, but we try our best to be as mighty as we can. So thank you so much for that again. Uh, really quickly, and, and now I'm like way past this particular date, uh, when I wrote this down, uh, I did have this as uh, something that was going to be fairly timely uh, at the time of recording, but we didn't get to read that on the air. Uh, 27 years ago on November 18th is when I wrote this down, 1992, Superman number 75 was published, and that was when Superman was killed at the hands of Doomsday, um, and that was round about the time that I started collecting comics in earnest, so... Not comics about Ernest. I don't know if there are any comics about Ernest. There might be. Ernest goes to the printer. I don't know. I'll look it up. All right. This month in 89, we've got our music, film, and literature stuff this time around. So on November 2nd, uh, we had a Black Adder Goes Forth episode uh, entitled Goodbye Airs. It was the final episode of the Black Adder series starring Rowan Atkinson, which many people would know as Mr. Bean. On November 15th, Batman was released on VHS. On November 28th, Queen Latifah releases her debut album. The top books were The Dark Half by Stephen King and Daddy by Danielle Steele. Top songs were Listen to Your Heart by Roxette, When I See You Smile by Bad English, and Blame It on the Rain by Millie Vanilli. Top movies were Look Who's Talking, Harlem Nights, and Back to the Future Part 2. Movie this time around is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It came out on the 17th of February, 1989, rated PG, a runtime of one hour and 30 minutes, directed by Stephen Herrick, who also did Critters, Mr. Holland's Opus, The Three Musketeers, the 1993 version. Producers were Scott Krupp, uh, Michael S. Murphy, and Joel Soisson. I think that's how you say it. It looks French. That's what I'm going to go with. Uh, Krupp also did The Last Samurai, Jumanji. Murphy did District 9 and Dread. Swasson did The Prophecy and Dracula 2000. Writers for this one were Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon. Matheson did Bill and Ted movies and a goofy movie. Solomon did Super Mario Brothers and Men in Black. Cinematography was done by Tim Surstedt, who also did Idiocracy and The Wedding Singer. Music was done by David Newman, who did Throw Mama from the Train and The Nutty Professor. Budget on this one was $6.5 million. The box office was $40.5 million. Rotten Critics, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Critics, well... Some of them, I no naming names. No, go in peace. No naming names. Okay, let's try that again. Rotten Tomatoes critics, not Rotten critics, uh, gave it a 79%. Rotten Tomatoes audience gave it a 75%. IMDb gives it a 69%, dude. Um, Letterboxd gives it a 72%. Cinema score, not applicable for this one. Starring Keanu Reeves as Ted Theodore Logan. He was in the Matrix movies Speed and Point Break. 
Alex Winter as Bill S. Preston Esquire. He was in The Lost Boys and Freaked. George Carlin as Rufus. He was in Dogma and Jersey Girl. Uh, Terry Camilleri was Napoleon. He was in Superman 3 and The Truman Show. Dan Shore was Billy the Kid. He was in Tron and Air Force One. Tony Steedman was Socrates, was Socrates, I'm sorry, mispronounced that. He was in Scrooged and a TV series called Citizen Smith. Rod Loomis was Frood Dude. He was in The Beastmaster and Stargate SG-1. Al Leong was Genghis Khan. He was in Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, and Big Trouble in Little China. Jane Weedlin was Joan of Arc or Mrs. of Arc. Uh, she was in Clue and Star Trek IV. Robert V. Barron, who died in 2000, played Abraham Lincoln. He was in Robotech and the TV version of The Wild Wild West. Clifford David, who died in 2017, played Beef Oven. He was in Signs and Kinsey. Hal Landon Jr. played Captain Logan. He was in Eraserhead and The Artist. Bernie Casey died in 2017. He played Mr. Ryan. He was in Revenge of the Nerds and Never Say Never Again. Amy Stock, is it Stock or Stotch? I think it's Stock. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, was Missy, sorry, Mom. She was in Summer School and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. J. Patrick McNamara was Mr. Preston. He was in Close Encounters of the Third Kind in 1941. Fraser Bain was Deacon. He was the producer for the TV series Last Comic Standing. Diane Franklin played Princess Elizabeth. She was in Better Off Dead, Amityville 2, The Possession. And Kimberly Cates played the other Princess Elizabeth. She was in Papillon and Highway. Here is the trailer, and we'll be back in just a second. Now, a motion picture so grand, so magnificent, and so vast, it spans 7,000 years. No way! Yes way! But it starts with Bill. I'm Bill S. Preston! Who is Joan of Arc? And Ted. Noah's wife? We're in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. A force from the future. Can we go anywhere we want at any time? You can do anything you want. Is putting history at their fingertips. Let's reach out and touch someone. They're traveling through time. How's it going, royal ugly dudes? Put them in the Iron Maiden. Excellent! Execute them. Bogus. And they're making a big impression. Historical babes. Now they're home. Everybody get together, remember who your buddy is. To trash the 20th century. We got a live one here. Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, Napoleon. We're from history. Billy the Kid. Oh my God. Joan of Arc. Sigmund Freud. Tell me about your mother. You a musician? Beethoven. Genghis Khan! Abraham Lincoln. Party on, dudes! Socrates. George Carlin. We're history. If you guys are really us, what number are we thinking of? 69, dudes! <gasps> Bill and Ted's... Excellent! Excellent! Excellent adventure. Party on, dude. So anyway, before we get uh, get going with talking about this movie, I just I want to I want to introduce it in this way. Four score and seven minutes ago, we, your podfathers, were brought forth upon a most excellent adventure conceived with my new friends Bo and Pat. These two great gentlemen are dedicated to a proposition which was true in my time, just as it's true today. Be excellent to each other. And 
party on dudes okay so we finally made it to bill and ted's excellent adventure so question one as it has been for the last several episodes how does this movie make you feel oh so good (laughs) (laughs) excellent it it just makes me right this movie is so much fun it Um, really is yes Yes. So, so follow up to kind of you know get going a little bit more with the how does it make you feel piece. What is it? So this movie, let's say we've seen this movie before. This is not the first time we've seen this movie. Um, what is it that works for you? Or maybe another way of thinking about that question is what are you going to remember about this movie when you're older? So think of think of Bo and Pat years from now sitting in the senior home and you're running through the 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 plot of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure in your mind. What are you most going to remember about this movie? I'll be honest with you. I kind of, I, I, I mean, how many times have I seen this movie is, I mean, like millions, you know, I mean, it's just, I, I remember just about everything about this movie. I mean, why does it, why does, why does it fire on all cylinders? Why, what makes it so great? I mean, I was really trying to watch it with a critical eye this time. I don't know. They're just fun guys. <laughs> they're just fun guys to watch. I mean, all the metal, I mean, it was the music I grew up with, so I mean that was, you know, that was exciting. I'm a pretty big, I'm pretty big into history, so it was fun kind of seeing uh, history taken. You know, they they took aspects of real history and then just kind of, I don't want to say warped it, but but you know, made it a little bit lighter and a little bit more comedic. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's just a really enjoyable movie to watch. I think the 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 phone. The... George Carlin, a phone booth, and two stoners. Like, is that, you know, no, you know what? I've got it. The scene and the phrase that encapsulates this movie for me has always been and always will be, Bill, there are strange things afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> That's it right there. Mm-hmm. And I say that every time I drive by or pull into a Circle yes, K. Yes, so oh, do yeah. I. Oh, yeah. And if, and if I'm with no one, I hear it in my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I still say it out loud. I don't care. <laughs> and, and let's be and let's be let's be let's be honest, man. Cool, like cool dude surfer talk is cool. I'm, right. You know, excellent. I mean, it just it works. So it's fun listening to those guys. It's fun listening to those guys talk. Put them in the Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Excellent. Execute them. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and the whole air guitar riff, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, and then there's, and then they kind of change it. There's the one where they have to, like, hide, and it's real quick. It's like, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. that's, that's, you, just, you, got, you got stuff to do. You got to do it and just move on. And Ted, I got, give my love to the princesses. <laughs> Who? Who? <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> well, and they just, they just don't get it because there's that one scene where he's just like, so you're telling me Caesar is the old dead salad dressing dude. That's what I, as I was reading up a little bit on this movie, that's one of the things that I really, that's probably one of my favorite things about this movie is just those two guys and just how they approach everything. And what I was reading up on it was, I think there was either was, it was a interview with the director or it was an article on something. And the director was, was asked about this movie. And I guess there's a whole kind of backstory. I didn't realize this. There's a whole backstory of the, the production studio went bankrupt as the movie was being finished up. And, and so this movie was actually put on the shelf and and was not going to get released. Like they had finished it for the most part, they had finished it. 
and then it just got shelved and it was never going to see the light of day. Most of the actors thought that this was one of those projects that they just worked on and it never went anywhere. So they moved on with their lives. But one of the things I liked about what the actor, what the director said was uh, he said, when I wanted these guys to get into their characters, like I'd have them do a couple of different takes for each scene. And when I wanted them to really understand their characters and get into them, all I had to tell them, I think what he said was all I had to tell them was, I need more Labrador retriever. (laughs) And that's what I like about these guys, because that's exactly what their characters are. They're not that smart. I mean, obviously they're they're, They failed their history class, but they're like Labrador retrievers. They're just, you, you like them because they're likable and they're like dogs that are charming and likable, but they're not really always that bright. Right. So I, I like that part when I, you know, he said, uh, he said, I used to, yeah, here it is. The quote, I ended up distilling my directing down to one phrase that I used to tell both Alex and Keanu, I need more Labrador retriever because I felt that these guys were sort of like a beloved labs. And weirdly enough, they understood exactly what I was talking about. Awesome. And it's, and that comes through in some of those scenes, they said in this, in the same article, they said, you know, that whole star Wars lightsaber fight when they're in the, the, uh, the armor, Mm-hmm. was totally just when the director left the camera rolling and it was just like, yeah, you guys do something. That's and cool. I guess, I guess there were a bunch of scenes like that where they just, they just let the camera roll. And the director was like, okay, we've done the takes that we need now. You guys, uh, let's do it one more time. And you just guys, you, you riff a little bit, do what you need to do. Got it. And you well, can tell, like, you can tell. Yeah. And even the way they, they talk, you know, I'm Darth Ted and I'm, no, I'm Darth Bill and I'm Luke Ted. I mean, it's just like, that's just funny. Or like, you know, with like when they're talking about the historical figures, like Joan of Arc, Genghis Khan, Socratic Method. I mean, beef, I don't know why. Beef oven. Beef oven. Yeah. But it's the mispronunciation. Fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sigmund Freud. And, and then they keep referring to her as Miss of Arc. Yeah. Miss, you know. Well, that's why I still, Nora had a, um, Nora had a piano concert this weekend. And every time, you know, we saw something in there that was in the, in the program where some of the other kids are playing every time we'd see Beethoven, every time I say it, I always say Beethoven. Right. And it wasn't until we watched this movie about a year ago with the kids that they finally got some of the stuff that I say all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's That's where you got Beethoven from. You know, and and what else worked for me too, is seeing all the, the, the historical characters um being introduced in a in a humorous way mm-hmm. i mean you know what i'm saying i i mean that's that whole like how would someone out of place out of time how would that work you know and that, that's why i've always find that fascinating but when it's done in, in such a humorous level and let's be honest i mean in the movie there's really no serious consequence i mean you know what i'm no. saying it's like there's never any doubt that they're going to like achieve their the history report uh, they're they're going to get the history report and they're going to succeed. Well, they have to succeed. That's the whole thing. Rufus says, here, we're in the future and we got to make sure they succeed. So like their whole, like you already know it's going to work out. So it's, it's really just a fun ride. Yeah. And there's plenty of stuff that I think would work for a 13 year old boy or a 12 year old boy. Oh yeah. Heck, I mean, maybe I saw this when I was 10 or 11. I mean, I, I just, I, I just, it just, it works. And so like you multiply that with the nostalgia piece. You know, I've had X number of years since I was 10 to really like just live with this movie and enjoy this movie. So I, uh, I know you asked for one thing that I'm going to remember when I'm old, but I, I just think I'm going to remember just the whole thing. Just the, the whole thing just works. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this I remember. I, I'm just, I was trying to remember the order in which I saw them. It's possible I saw Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey first. Oh, you poor man. I know. Um, I'm, and I'm trying to remember because that movie came out when I was living in England. Mm. And I remember it came out in the movie theater. And some of my friends had already seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And we went to go see Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey together. Uh, Might have even been part of somebody's birthday party to go see that movie at the movie theater. Um, but I, I don't remember. I, I feel like I would have watched the first one before going to see the second one, like watched it at home or watched it at a friend's house or something like that. But I, I don't remember. I don't remember which one I saw first, but obviously this, this one is definitely the better one, but yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. That water scene, that water scene, that water slide scene, man, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you guys enjoy water slides or not. I mean, I love the water slides. I love that. And I remember seeing it as a kid. And even now I get excited about it. First of all, cause like, dude, that's that looks like one sweet water park. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you imagine some guy from a hundred some years ago? Um, wait, let me make sure I get this right. 220 years ago. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine a guy from 220 years ago, like hopping on water slides, like what they must think. Yeah, that's just, that's just awesome. Yeah. The only way I felt bad for all the different historical figures because eventually they got to go back. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> and they don't have the Ziggy Piggy where uh, Napoleon comes from. Ziggy Piggy. Ziggy Piggy. <laughs> we, we used to do that at home sometimes, my brother and sister and I. We used to do that sometimes just when we were eating ice cream, like after dinner. Not a contest, not anything like that. We'd just try to make each other laugh while we were eating ice cream. And you do Ziggy Piggy. Mm-hmm. Ziggy Piggy. It's the attention to detail with the Napoleon character, too. Mm-hmm. He has to get the last bite of the ice cream. He's cheating at the um, at bowling. Mm-hmm. He's kids out of the way for the water, the water slides. I mean, it's really that's awesome for me. That's also what makes comics really work is when you have the attention to detail and you make the characters consistent, or you find every little thing to keep people laughing. And I, yeah. I thought this movie had it, man. I thought this movie had a special mix. Is there anything, so on the flip side of that, is there anything about this movie that does not work for you? Is there anything that, thinking of the ideas as you get older, um, is there anything that you'd rather forget about this movie? Any scenes, any any acting performances? Is there anything that just does not work for this one? I'll say the awkwardness of uh, Missy, I mean, mom. I was going to um, say some of this <laughs> stuff with his Missy mom person is mm-hmm. a little odd. Yeah. Some of <laughs> and I get it, and it's still yeah. funny, but there are times where I'm just like, ay, yikes. <laughs> Maybe if I was watching it with Dominic, you know, I'd feel awkward, but man, it's still mm-hmm. cracking me up. <laughs> oh, I was laughing. I Oh, man, no, I just have a slight Oedipal complex. And then it flips to her, <laughs> yeah. and she looks at the teachers and kind of shrugs like, oh, wow, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like, oh, man, that's funny. And every, and every single time. Hi, Missy. I mean, Mom. Yeah. Dude, do you remember when I, we were freshmen and your mom was seniors? Shut up, Ted. <laughs> Remember when I asked your mom to the prom? Shut, Shut up, up, Ted. Ted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's funny stuff. Here's some money. Why don't you guys go somewhere for a while? So is there anything other than that? Is there anything else in the movie that you'd, you'd rather forget or you'd rather that they... If you could do your own special edition, is there anything you'd take out? Not that I can think of. Okay. I'm sure there should be something, but... Mm-hmm. Nah. I'd, I'd extend the mall scene. I'd extend the mall scene and let mm-hmm. that, uh, let that, let, you know, those scenes. I mean, you, you don't want it to be too much, but I mean, it was just, you know, 
watching Beethoven go, watching Genghis Khan go nuts in the sporting goods store. And they had that really stinking awesome tune. What was it? Uh, what group did that? Was it Extreme? In Excess? That one with the real fast guitar riff? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I could listen to that song all day. So, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I thought, like, that would be the only thing. Like, if you asked for an extended version, I would extend that. I'd extend the montage where they're collecting everybody. Yeah. You know, where they, like, appear, want a Twinkie, Genghis Khan? <laughs> They appear on the altar to Joan of Arc, you know, and they get like they they like reach down, and it's all that. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that that stuff. And that's where I don't get. Like I, I've read, leading up to us talking about this, I've read a couple of different reviews and articles online, and the people who don't care for this movie as much, not that they gave it a bad review, but the ones that don't care for this as much, they criticize the writing of this movie. They criticize the plot of the movie, and I look at it and I think, you know what? I've seen this movie. I don't even know how many times. And to me, the plot is absolutely solid. And especially those little, just just those little moments. You know, you mentioned the Joan of Arc one where they kind of reach down. It's, you know, it's almost like God reaching down to Joan of Arc to bring her to her destiny. And of course, that would have been, you know, totally what was in her mind at the time. Or, you know, any of the other situations where they, they just have this perfect way. The mall scene is a great one where they fit each of the characters into a situation that fits their personality as a historical figure yes so i don't know that i understand the criticism of you know is it is it something that's going to win a pulitzer prize or you know an oscar for best screenplay writing probably not but it's not a bad plot i don't think it's poorly written at all i think it does everything it needs to do and i think it has great little turns of phrases and and moments that just that accentuate the humor of these two for lack of a better term these two losers that are trying to, you know, get their way out of failing their history exam. I, I wonder if everybody over high school age at the time this movie was released would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, I think that, I think the, the window of opportunity mm-hmm. is high school age when this was released, high school age and below. Yeah. Right. Like we're mm-hmm. all grown adults now, but that was like our childhood. Like I, right. I remember those guys. Like I remember that music. I, you know, if anyone else looks at it, they're going to look at it and just say like, dude, I, I don't, I don't, this. like, well, they're not going to say dude. If they don't say dude, when you see a movie like that, if they don't preface their, then they just won't get this. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's a foreign concept. I think they'll look and just go, man, that's pretty dorky. Or mm-hmm. well, I don't know. You know, there's some exceptions. Um, like I, I want to say that my dad would probably roll his eyes and go, man, that's pretty dorky. Mm-hmm. But he'd probably be like, man, when Gigas Contour at the sporting goods store, that was pretty fun. Or, hey, what about Abraham Lincoln? You know, so I, I don't want to say it's exclusively the purview of the young, but I, I just think that that humor works for us. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I thought about that, too. I was like, I don't remember that. I don't remember seeing this at home with my parents. Like I there's a lot of these movies that I was still pretty young to watch, but my dad liked them. And so that's why we ended up watching them. I don't remember ever watching this with my family. This would have been one that I watched with friends, you know, after the fact on a VHS tape, probably in the early 90s. So a few years after it came out. Um, but I, yeah, I don't remember this being a family movie that we watched. Um, I would have been curious if, if Dennis had been here tonight, you know, I think he was probably finishing high school or in college mm-hmm. by the time this movie came out. So I'd be curious to hear how he thought of it. Now he did when he texted us, he did say, sorry, I can't make it tonight, but you know, the, the movies that you guys are talking about, I only saw once maybe when they came out. So obviously this is not one for him that he's watched yeah. several times over the course of his life or enough that he enjoyed to be able to go back and watch it multiple times which surprises me i i 
be intrigued as to why, because I do feel like it should have been right in his age wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious as to as to why. Uh, so which of the different people in this movie, which acting performance is your favorite? Mm. I'm going to go with Keanu Reeves. I just, and, and yeah, it goes, it goes I, straight I, to the whole lovable Labrador thing. Cause I think he just, he plays, he's not a dumb guy at all. Now he has plenty of movie roles where his acting is not stellar. Um, right. and he kind of comes across as a dumb stoner. Um, but you know, he, in this movie, I think it works for him perfectly. Yeah. I mean, I think most of why I think that is knowing what I know now. I don't know that I would have said that back then because I don't know if I right. would have appreciated it, but yeah, knowing Keanu Reeves as an actor now, like seeing that performance is huge. I, I think my lovely wife might've just been yelling at me, Victoria. Yes, she was uh, apparently. And I don't remember what the movie is called. There's a movie where I think he's like running through a vineyard or a field somewhere. And the, the woman that he's running to is named Victoria. And it's just one of the most awful acting jobs victoria victoria and it's just it's not good i don't even know if i've ever seen the movie i just know you know every time we see (laughs) keanu reeves anywhere sharon makes fun of him by just saying victoria victoria Victoria." so i at some point i don't really think i need to see the movie i i think no i think you've got the idea i think i got the idea so (laughs) and i love that about your wife i do Mm -hmm. that she can (laughs) that she calls back to that so what about you guys what about what's What's somebody in this movie, an acting performance that you like? I, well, I got I, I to say all the historical figures. I was just going to say, like, you know, you got a feel for the guy who had to play Socrates. Wasn't he on Days of Our Lives? Well, <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Uh, no, I'm going to no- totally take what I just said back. I'm going to mm-hmm. let Pat finish. I think I figured out who I appreciated most. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I, you know what? Now, looking back as an adult, I almost like George Carlin. That's what I, I was you're just gonna say what you're gonna say okay yeah that's and I mean, that's absolutely if i didn't if i didn't say keanu reeves i was gonna say george carlin well and i mean it's just you just see that guy's chops man mm-hmm. that bad game and you know how many times is it like with a look or like a like just the way he says stuff even the dirt is clean <laughs> <laughs> right and apparently they were originally looking at i think they were originally sean looking connery. at sean connery to play that part like they had a bunch of different people in mind. They they had all these ideas of who was going to play the different uh, future characters and who was going to play Rufus. And they had like Sean Connery and Eddie Van Halen and all kinds of different, you know, famous figures in the in the rock and roll scene, um, or different actors that they had kind of thrown around for these parts. But yeah, I guess I guess Rufus originally was going to be. They wanted him to be played by Sean Connery, and they couldn't get Sean Connery, so then they branched out and decided they wanted to look for a comedian. I think they made a pretty good choice. Oh, and he played it so straight. It was awesome. And and the funny thing about that, I think part of what made him able to play it so straight is I think that future is the kind of future George Carlin would have been down with, you know? <laughs> oh, and, and my lovely wife just texted me. It's from A Walk in the Clouds, 1995. <laughs> <laughs> I remember A Walk in the Clouds. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> Okay. I have not seen it. I, I know the uh, VHS or DVD cover, but I, oh, she texted me that too. Okay. Yep. There it is. Victoria. Yep. I apparently Siskel and Ebert say it was marvelous. A very special film. Two thumbs up. Wow. But probably not for Keanu Reeves acting. Well, uh, before we jump into five questions, cause we got to get into our five questions here in just a second. Do you have a favorite line from the movie? And that's a really stupid question to ask because there's too many of them. You brought up the circle K. I was going to say there are strange things afoot at the Circle K, I think is probably got to be my favorite. And he had the party on. Excellent. 
Dude, you gotta have a poker face like me. Whoa, three aces. There you go. <laughs> Solid. Billy, you are handling the oddity of time travel with the greatest of ease. Oh, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was great. All we need is one more speaker from medieval. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> they still don't know. Even though they're traveling through time and they're collecting all these people, they still have no clue what they're talking about. Exactly. Right. Or they barely have a clue. And that's the piece that I love so much. It's that attention to detail. It's throwing those little things in and making the character consistent throughout. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, it, it, it's, it's they're, they're, consist- they're consistent yep. with who those characters are throughout. And it's just, it's just, all right. Do we have any more for any more before we jump into five questions? It was back in a day and age when the world looked like the cover of a Led Zeppelin album. There you go. That is excellent. Bowling averages are way up. Mini golf yep. scores are way down. Way down. Oh no, I got it. This was my favorite line growing up because I thought I was so big and bad because I was sort of swearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you killed Ted. You medieval weed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. How about when they're introducing them all out of the phone booth with like the aliases? This is Bob Davis Khan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what was it? Herman the Kid. And that's the, well, that's the other thing too. I I want to make sure, I want to make sure before we jump into five questions, I want to make sure that I mentioned this one. They originally shot a completely different ending to the movie where they're sitting in their classroom and they're giving the history report without actually showing all of the historical figures. That's the ending that they shot. And then thankfully, I guess when everything started to go bankrupt and whatever, they had some more time to go back and say, Oh, hold on. That's kind of boring. Uh, that's not their personality either. Let's jazz this up a bit. And so then they ended up coming up with the onstage production that they ended up going with. I can't, I can't imagine the movie without that now. Right. Yeah. Although it is one of those moments that totally strains credibility because yeah. these guys are slackers, the light show, the whole, like, I feel like there might've been a middle ground they could have pulled off, but Hey, well, maybe they, maybe they remembered to go back and set up the light show. And I'm sure that's exactly how they justified it. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah that, that was pretty great. Remember, it crashed in. Yeah, I, Dude, I'm not sure that's we, how time travel works, but okay. Why would we lie to ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, five questions. He asks each traveler five questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. You've got to ask yourself one question. Why are you asking me? For? I don't know. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, five questions. This time around, question number one, was there a time that you almost failed something in school? Calculus. That was a quick one. Well, <laughs> well, Bo, I'm right there with you. Mine was algebra two and pre-calculus. There you go. There we go. I, I got a 12 percent on the test. Oh, yeah. That's what my eldest just did about a week ago. Mm. So he spent a little while getting that grade back up again. I bet. Well, my yeah. answer for this one is the egg drop that we had to do in high school in uh, mm. physics class. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, mine was a lot of other people. My lovely wife, she succeeded in hers, and um, a lot of other people somehow managed to build these little parachutes that work just fine. Uh, I might have slacked off a bit and decided to do an egg inside of a peanut butter jar that was filled with maple syrup. Hmm. It did not work, but it made a spectacular splash. I imagine so. It was a work of beauty. Like that. All over the pavement. Uh, number two, if you had to finish the same history report that Bill and Ted did, what three historical figures would you bring back for your presentation? Galileo. Galileo Figaro. Yep. Magnifico. Julius Caesar. Oh, the salad dude. Yeah. Salad dude. And Marco Polo. Marco. Polo. There we go. <laughs> All right, Pat, who would your three be? Well, you know what? Dang, Bo, you got one of mine because I was thinking like Julius Caesar as well. Um, but here, how about this? I'm going to go with Hannibal. Uh, oh, very nice. I thought about him. Yeah, I think Hannibal. Um, check that out. And then from like, not modern history, but like American history, I'd say I'd say Abraham Lincoln. Okay. I mean, that guy is, uh, uh, you know, President Lincoln. Yeah, President Lincoln, enough said. And then I would say uh, Jimmy Doodle. Jimmy Doolittle. Ooh, good one. Yeah, I, I wanna, I'd wanna bend that guy's ear back and forth and get every <laughs> story I could out of him. So I guess those would be my three. Okay. Um, mine would be I, I went all literary. Go figure. Um, mm -hmm. But I went all literary, and I tried to cover some of my different bases here. I said I would take Robbie Burns. That uh, that hits both my Scottish and my poetry quota. I would take Shakespeare. Uh, good one. That would just be fun. Uh, and then one of my other favorite authors is Raymond Carver. And he died, I want to say, in the 60s or 70s. So I, I'd go back to go back to when he was a little bit younger and he was still writing. Got so it'd be a little bit more of a literary report, a little bit more like a historical book report. We'll put it that way. Right. Yeah, Nora, I, I did get some responses um, from the family, and uh, Nora did share, of course, she has nicknames for everybody. She said that hers were uh, Albie, which is her nickname for Albert Einstein, uh, AB Baby, which is her nickname for Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> and what did she call, what did she call, like, she didn't call him, it wasn't like dishwasher, it was something, it had something to do with washing something, and it was George Washington. Got so was it what was it oh dryer there's so something like that it had something to do with like washing or the opposite of washing so it was supposed to be george washington ah uh, so so that was that was her take on it all right next question uh when is the last time you remember using a payphone or a phone booth so Go ahead. No, I was going to say, for as much of a Superman fan as I am, I don't think I've ever used a phone booth. So, not quite a phone booth per se, but mm -hmm. there is a there's a restaurant in Estes Park, Colorado. Okay. And they have inside the the restaurant this little built-in wooden phone booth. And when I was there, cell phones were still new enough that it wasn't like prevalent. So there was still a payphone in there and I didn't use it for the payphone. I used it to close the door. So it was quiet. So I could talk on my cell phone, mm -hmm. but I did technically use a phone booth 
in that respect. But I don't know that I've ever used like an old school metal on the sidewalk phone booth. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Payphone pay was definitely high school. That's the last time I used a payphone. Oh, yeah. Payphone. We were still using those in high school, whether we yeah. wanted to or right. not. And Even if it was to make the fit collect call where you just leave the message in the name yes, field. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. How, how, many times, how many times did you use this trick? Do you, do you agree to set the charges? Going, Mom, we're ready. Come pick us up now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> Wasn't there that old commercial that was the collect one eight hundred collect, and it was uh, it's a collect call from Bob. We ought to baby it's a boy. Mm-hmm. This is uh, and they hangs up the phone. Hey, who was it? Uh, it was Bob. They had a baby. It's a boy. Oh, good. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I'm trying to think of actually when I've been in a phone booth, like making a call. Yeah, and I'm not. Uh, it's not. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, yeah I don't know that I've ever done. I've never used one before. Now I've been in one before because they have them in England, and they had them in England. We take pictures in the red British phone booths. Oh sure, if I ever get over yeah. there, I'm still taking a picture in one. Yeah, if you ever want to get a picture in one, you can just go to Springfield, Missouri, because they have a really good uh, British food truck that has a red phone booth outside. Right on. So if you if you need to go not as far as England, you can go to Springfield, Missouri. Noted. If you don't mind me asking, what does this food truck serve? What is uh, the British food? Yeah, that's a fair question. Oh, excellent stuff. Uh, sausage rolls, Cornish pasties. Um, they have some British candies, um, uh, shepherd's pie, a few other things. But okay. it's it's really good stuff. My favorite is, uh, Sharon and I get this all the time when we go there, is the um, chicken tikka masala Cornish pasty. Mm. Oh, it's very good. That's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. It's at least a few, yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, next question. What do you want to see in Bill and Ted face the music? That's the Bill and Ted movie that is coming out. I believe it's next year. Um, what do you want to see in that one? Eddie Van Halen. Okay. <laughs> I think they've got like, he's got to make an appearance, right? Oh yeah. Cause isn't the whole shtick like they're trying to get their band on track. And I think the whole idea is that things have not gone the way they expected and, and they are now as old as they are and they still haven't hit it big. So what's I mean, going they, on they just need any van halen mm-hmm. what i want to see is i want to see more labrador well sure i just i want even though they're older i still want them to be those same you know a, a little different obviously they can be a little bit more mature but i don't want the whole movie to be them just this kind of sad sack oh bill we have not yet made it you know that kind of stuff i right I, they can do that for a little bit but i don't want that to be the whole movie i still want to see the lovable labrador characters even though they're a little bit older now yeah, yeah, I'm hoping they don't. Yeah, because they could definitely go the other way on that, and that wouldn't be so great. Yeah, that's going to come out next year. Yeah, it should be 2020. That's exciting. Yeah, I was looking at the cast. It should be kind of fun. Yeah. I want to look up one of the one of the leading ladies is uh, Samara Weaving. I wonder if it's any relation to Hugo. Hmm, maybe. Yeah, I'm intrigued. So I definitely want to. Check that out. I'd kind of forgotten it was coming mm-hmm. until I saw it as part of a, I think it was a trailer in front of a movie I saw recently. Okay. And I sort of, I, I was there I with really, my brother and I looked over and I'm like, I totally forgot. <laughs> I really hope we get a trailer soon. I, I want to see, I want to see what it's going to look like. Yeah. But yeah, I've been following them on Twitter and they, it's their Twitter accounts. Hilarious. 
Do they have one for Bill and Ted? Yeah, for Bill and Ted's Face the Music. Oh, no. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Last question. This one should be easy because there's only one right answer. Final question is, all right, if you're really, if you guys are really us, what number are we thinking of? 69, dudes. Excellent. There we go. That was the right answer. So everybody gets, not that we're collecting points or anything, but everybody gets question number five correct. Woohoo. There we go. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Um, I'm so excited to use our normal sign off here because we've been doing it for such a long time and now it actually fits. Mm-hmm. So thank you both for being here. Thank you both. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, John. It has been excellent. Um, so we are going to be back here next time. What do we got coming up next time? Next time, I think, is our uh, adventure into the final frontier of Star Trek V. So that one should be a fun one, he said, question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it is it is what it is, and we'll, we'll try to make it fun. Uh, but in the meantime, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies and party on, dudes. Excellent!